0: Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other host, David Stoker. And, and yes, Dave, that was not a mistake. <laughs> we're talking about Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan today. <laughs> 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 so, so, no, sorry, I, I kid. Minute 29 is what we're talking about. Minute 29 of the search for Spock starts with Kirk saying yes and ends a, minute liter- uh, ends a minute later with sarek saying one alive one not yet both in pain and everything in between uh the bulk of this minute is us rewatching footage from the death scene of the wrath of khan
1: yeah and
0: what i think you described it on monday is this is the sherlock holmes
1: watson <clears throat> moment of the film and this is yeah this is sherlock holmes and watson Plus, this is probably the minute where they saved a boatload of cash. They went to Geico, saved a lot of money on their insurance because they reused most of the footage from. The they did. Pecan let's see. Here. Let's let's
0: talk about the, the the actual scene in here. We've got uh, the the stuff they shot was Kirk uh, talking to a screen with some cool colored lights behind him, and that's yep. it. <laughs> and then he turns around and says something to Sarah at the end of the minute. Uh, so I I I do have a question uh, about where he where Kirk is 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 Kirk in another room in his in an apartment or do they go somewhere else?
1: Yeah, that that was I think my question last minute was that I I didn't know where they were. They're in some sort of computer room, whether it is his computer room or whether they went to a Starfleet facility. So that question is uh, I don't know if it's an important one, but it's like. So that means, as an admiral, if he's in his home, he has access to sensitive materials at home. Uh, yeah, and he's yeah, he's
0: got a pretty cool media room to uh, to be able to get at all that stuff. It looks like he's in a big server room. And, but yeah, he's an admiral, so maybe he gets special privileges.
1: Yeah, I, I often ask the question, uh, you know, to myself, you know, wondering where he was. Where are they in a facility? Like, did they just beam into maybe he has an office you know at a centralized location and they can just beam over to beam over to kirk's office or is that So this is a total tangent and we'd love to go on tangents is beaming bad like i know it reorganizes your you know energy and matter are interchangeable and that's what it does it reorganizes your matter and all that kind of stuff but we think of it as like hey i could get to paris and you know just beam over to paris or i can go to tokyo and I'll just beam over to Tokyo, but is it? Do they take shuttles everywhere? Is that why they take shuttles? Because they realize, hey, beaming's dangerous, and beaming—we just don't beam place to place. I don't know. I never thought about that. Uh, Sorry, this total tangent has nothing to do with this minute whatsoever, and I'm throwing that out to the—I'm throwing out that to our interns in the uh, Federation and say, is beaming bad? Is beaming bad for you? Do you? um, Would you? casually be like you know i'm beaming to the office honey i'll be back later you know i would have think we would
0: have heard about that like so if it, if it is bad then i would assume that you know, you've got x number of you know beamings uh possible before you you really can't do any more beaming right because <laughs> you're going to be you've lost a, a piece of you has been left behind right. at some point and uh, is that kind of where you're getting at like is it dangerous that way eventually you're just not you're not yourself
1: it makes me think of that, that Michael Creighton movie, um, or the book, time, I think it's Timeline, is that what it's called? And it's the movie where, like, they go back in time, and it makes me think of, uh, the way it's described is every time you go back in time, like, you can only use the machine so so many times because... Each time you come back, you are not this. You know, little differences. And I think at the beginning of, I'm not giving spoilers away because the movie's old. It was garbage, and <laughs> well, I don't want to say it was garbage. It was not. It was not a great movie. It was a good book. Um, was that? But I qu- think was that Quantum Foam was that that book. Is that
0: is that how they did time travel? Was no, I thought it was Timeline? Isn't that what it's called? Oh no, no, it is. This one where they go back to like the. Medieval times, right?
1: Medieval times, yeah.
0: yeah. But I thought they used something like Quantum Foam to get there. And I definitely could be mixing up my Michael Crichton
1: novels because he's got a million of them and I read them all. But uh, anyway, tangent. Sorry. So yeah, they, we're completely off the reservation here in terms of tangent. <clears throat> they do use Quantum Technology, yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was Quantum Foam, but I think like the, the guy at the beginning comes back and he basically dies because his body had been rearranged So in so bad a way when he came back that he died like his body couldn't sustain that's where I'm sort of going with the beaming like if you beam so many times is your is your body rearranged so many times that eventually it's you you can't either use the transporter anymore or the next time you use it you're just not gonna come back and you'll be different or you'll uh, die I, I like I like the
0: idea that it's just it happens subtly over time like you know you, you come back and like one of your eyebrows is a different color <laughs> right <laughs> just subtle like oh, wait a minute. Well, I don't know, Dave. I it, I think beaming is we've heard, you know, there's intership beaming, right? They've done definitely beamed yep. somebody from the bridge oh, to a yeah. sick bay or whatever, so we know it's possible to do. But I wonder if it's like, you know, if you had people beaming all over the place, you know, like on a planet from one place to the other, you know, could you get your wires crossed, you know? Uh like, you know, two Wi-Fi signals collapsing you know coll- colliding. Yep.
1: Well, we see something to that effect in Next Generation, because there's two Rikers eventually at some point, and I don't remember the episode, but I know something happens with the transporter, and there ends up being two Rikers. Ooh, I don't remember that one. Was it one with a beard and one without? Uh, no, I think it was both beards, but, um, <laughs> you know, Will goes by Will, and I think the other Riker ends up by going by, is his middle name Thomas, I think, or something like that. He goes, um, again... We're totally off-tangent. This is no longer Minute 29. This is uh, beaming, uh, beaming Minute here with Chris and Dave. Beaming
0: Transporter Minute. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know th-
1: why it made me think of that. Maybe because, you know, they're at Kirk's office or whatever and beaming. It just, well, I, I apologize th-
0: <laughs> for no, going no. on this weird tangent. Well, I'll tell you, while we were yapping, I found out where they are. Okay. They're they not in Kirk's apartment. They went someplace else. This is the Starfleet Records Storage Center. Oh okay. Uh, according to Vonda McIntyre, our our favorite Star Trek novelist, yes, uh, she uh, uh, it's it said that they they are at the Starfleet Records Story Center.
1: Oh, okay. So Chris, did they beam or did they take a shuttle? <laughs> <laughs> she,
0: she did not say. So I'm not going to blame Vonda. She didn't. She didn't say. Although <laughs> Vonda there is get a there back is to a... us
1: whether or not they know if it's they beamed over or if they took a shuttle. Right. Well, here's an interesting. Uh, it's, just continuing on the on the
0: beaming talk. uh in the novelization so one of the uh, I've talked about it uh, before in earlier episodes that a lot of the uh, you know the first 70 pages or so are don't appear in the film. There's a lot of backstory and and one of the scenes is uh Scotty uh goes back goes to his sister's home uh, oh okay Because Peter Preston uh yep. was his nephew was his sister's son um yep. and he, he goes there um and they make a she make vonda makes a point of he doesn't like beam in into the house he beams like onto the front steps and then knocks on the door and it's just it was an interesting like oh yeah so you know kind of along the lines of what you're asking here is like yeah what's the etiquette you can't just you know if you right into me, someone's house right stoker yeah, if you yeah. just like beamed into my living room like un- unannounced <laughs> like dude <laughs> that's not cool you know yeah call first or you know or at least you know knock on the door um so that's that's just a, a another, another an interesting thing to think about and yeah how would how would one arrive if you if you were beaming into to someone's home
1: beaming etiquette
0: beaming etiquette 101 uh and that scene played out was inter- that just while I'm talking about that scene was was kind of cool uh, Scotty actually inter- interacts not with his sister at at his sister's home, but with his niece, which is Peter Preston's right uh, older sister. Uh, she's also in Starfleet, and um, you know they used to have you know, a, a family moment, right? She's, I don't think she's angry with Scotty, but just angry. I think actually with her parents that they let Peter. Joined Starfleet because she she thought he was never going to be able to make it or cut it oh, in really? Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the older sister was, and uh, in a way, almost knew something like this was going to happen. And Scotty ended up defending Peter, you know, uh, obviously because right. Peter was a hero, um, and kind of turned, uh, you know, turned her around on on it. And they have, you know, it's it's a, it's a nice moment. Play, it's it's again I've talked about it, wishing some of this stuff had made it into the film because it just adds some some nice touches, it gives, you know, gives Scotty you know, a more a more human moment, not that he's not you know, a, a good guy and everything, we don't love Scotty but it just gives another, definitely another angle into his personality so, right. what could have been so back to this minute
1: back to minute 29 so the gist of this, or should I say Star Trek 2, the Wrath of Khan right.
0: minute. so the gist of this is <clears throat> of this minute is, uh, Kirk and Sarek are at this uh storage facility watching old tapes of what happened on the Enterprise uh, they are watching the, all the key pivotal moments of the death scene of Spock um, and uh, further evidence to what I was talking about yesterday that they're watching a videotape um, is you know Kirk's telling the computer to you know rewind and fast forward and it's <laughs> it's playing backwards and forwards with the audio you know scrubbing and playing in high-pitched tones yep. and um, so I had a, had a chuckle at that that they're really leaning in on the whole it's a tape right and yeah and <laughs> not to go off on another tangent but i am reminded of one of my favorite moments scenes in blade runner uh, when uh, when decker is he huh. take his, takes the photograph that he finds yep. um and is it, oh god what's is it leon
1: which Leon, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, Leon's apartment, and he feeds it in the computer, and he starts telling it to enhance and track three five one, and yep. well, it gives him all his commands. And that's there's something about that that, that moment in Blade Runner that I just really love. It's a the, the, the casualness with technology, you know, seeing technology that's still in a way futuristic, even though we're probably pretty close to doing things like that with you know zooming and enhancing. Um, Although, seeing around corners and stuff, I don't think you can really do that in a photograph today. But maybe we'll be with the new iPhone coming out. I don't know. Right. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: and so, th- so Kirk giving commands to the computer and watching the video run back and forth, I just it just evokes that for me. And so, I, I, I like it for that. But it's, not, it's too bad it's not as cool as Blade Runner.
1: So, you had mentioned that to me at one point. You had said, you know, think about Blade Runner. And it wasn't until then that I really sort of was like, Holy cow, that totally is Blade Runner going back and forth and looking through the that totally you are absolutely right. Like I didn't think of it before, but until you mentioned it, but now that that's all I can think about. Yeah. So And
0: again, you could have you still could have taken you know, I'm just I'm really wishing that I mean, we talked about Monday. I'm really wishing they had reshot some of this stuff just from different angles or whatever. And you and you could have right. you could have done something like Blade Runner and have Kirk say, you know, track three, five, you but know, spin that around a little bit so I can see what, you know, you can't, you could do it like where you can't see what Spock's doing in McCoy. Um, and they had to spin, right. you know, they got to enhance it in some way so you can see Spock doing the mind melt.
1: Well, when they redo Search for Spock in the next version of the movie, whether that's J.J. Abrams or Quentin Tarantino or whoever it may be, um, maybe they will take your advice and resuit some of those scenes. <laughs> that would be cool. I, you know,
0: I, I will say rewatching this, rewatching the the neck pinch. You know, so we get to see he rewinds, so we get to see Spock, you know, put McCoy out. I don't remember seeing McCoy's eyes roll around in his head as much as I do in this
1: shot. Do, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was more focused on the neck pinch and the grabbing of the arm and slowly, yeah, dropping yeah. him to the floor. Because you see it. I mean, in, in that moment
0: rewatching it now and when it was sliding to the floor like oh god his eyes are like rolling back in his head and then when he takes, uh, takes right. Scotty's glove off it, McCoy's eyes are open for a little bit I don't remember any of that
1: I don't think because <laughs> we focus on it I think again we benefit from watching the minute one you know watching these one minute at a time that we see these weird little things you know maybe he's out but still processing like you know, some people sleep with their eyes open, kind of thing. I don't Rose, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I remember. Yeah, his eyes rolling back. He doesn't even pass out. Like his. Oh, yeah, I guess his eyes do close. Um, Maybe we are watching what I asked for. <laughs> Maybe they reshot some stuff. Or they just had alternate angles or something like that. Yeah, I think as he goes down and, you know, he's still passing out a little bit. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, stupid wrath me <laughs> <It's killed. laughs> <laughs> Um We can never escape it
0: No I guess not So yeah So We We finally get the uh, What This This minute is really about The, the big reveal And, and the yes. <gasps> Aha moment For For Kirk And presumably for us The audience Those first time Watchers who oh, Geez I hope I'm not Spoiling it for anybody But I'm assuming if you're Listening to this podcast You've seen the movie <laughs> Yeah Um uh, that we realize now what Spock did when Spock said remember he transferred his Katra. Right. And man that's a fast process. That was one of my, yeah. my like wow that's pretty easy to do. Boom. Remember. Here you go. Here's all of me. Control,
1: control C. Control P.
0: <laughs> oh my god. You know what movie I just thought of now? Is it, uh, is it, <laughs> was, it, was, it was it all of me? Is Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin? Yes. Edwina back in bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how fast that process was, but wasn't wasn't her her soul or whatever in that bowl for some period of time or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Put
1: Edwina back in bowl. Welcome back to tangent minute. Oh my god, I know. I apologize guys,
0: but it's just <laughs> what it No,
1: is. that's I did the same thing, believe <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: so yeah, so I guess not to, you know, this is this is a pretty pivotal moment in the whole film. Yes. it's the aha. Uh-huh, here's what's going on. It's minute twenty. Right. What are we on? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yes. 29, so this is <laughs> twenty nine yeah. minutes, and we're at the aha. Uh-huh, now we know what has to happen.
1: Right. Kind of. And I like I you know I uh, as much as I'm you know we sort of bag on the watching Star Trek two again and you know the reusing scenes over again. I kind of like how they get to it. You know you know Kirk is sort you know. T- Sarah and Kirk are talking about, you know, the Katra and then finally Kirk's like, you know, maybe maybe we can find something and they go on the Sherlock Holmes uh, Watson sort of journey and they do they they're successful and I and I'm I'm totally sucked in again. Like I'm totally watching this and being like, you know, watching these minutes and I'm like, "Oh man, this is I'm now getting into the movie again." And I think that happens to me whenever I watch a movie again that I may not have I'm not familiar with or it may not be on the top of my list in terms yeah. of um you know the the movies that I yep. like, um but not that I don't like this movie, but um now that i'm now that I'm seeing the scene, I'm like i'm now I'm back in, I'm like, oh man, now I'm McCoy like I'm back in just like Kirk, right McCoy, yeah, uh, which is
0: great i love I love how he just how, I like Kirk's reaction McCoy like you know, surprised,
1: not surprised, yeah. um. Well, yeah, I think he, like you had mentioned, he sort of he sort of puts it together. Yeah. Like he he sort of like his behavior, and now I see this. Like, it's McCoy. It was McCoy in the tiny room with the candlestick. <laughs> and you know, I
0: the other thing I like about Kirk's reaction when he, he says McCoy, there's you can, and again, this is a Shatner thing, and it could be me reading into it a little bit too much, but you, you can see the the wheels turning. I think already, yeah. like McCoy now. I can do something like I can you know I've got something I can do and, and you know I think Kirk feeling helpless is just uh, he hates feeling helpless right? right and he's really been feeling that I think since they got back to earth um, and it's you can almost see it in his face just now even with McCoy he knows like there's a problem here I could solve and there's yep, we know. he doesn't know he... what to do yet but he knows there's something he can do about it. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, Eric's reaction to it all is one alive, one not, yet both in pain, which
1: is, I don't know, are we still in Bummersville with that? or? I get confused. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I get confused with this comment because I'm like, what does that mean? Well, man? You, you could look at it. T- what does one alive, one not mean? Like, obviously, we know one is alive and one uh-huh. is not.
0: Well, you mean because he seems like he's being super obvious, like just stating the facts. Like, I,
1: yeah, like I, I, I guess I'm. I don't know. I, I again, I'm confused by the by the comment. And I know in the beginning of the next minute, he does say, "Yet both in pain." Here, you know, he just says one alive, one not. Yeah, we know McCoy's is alive and Spock is dead. Like, like you said, is it super? Is it supposed to be super obvious to us? Yeah. Like, I I just don't, I don't understand the comment, and it makes me, and maybe I'm taking it out of context because it is one full line, you know, from the end of this minute to the beginning of next, where it says one alive, one not, yet both in pain. Like, And I think that's where I'm sort of like, you know, I'm sort of trying to process this this line, and like, we get it, yeah, they're both alive, and then yet both in pain, okay, like, I guess maybe that's why McCoy is sort of wigging out a little (laughs) bit. Maybe so. Well, yes. why don't we talk more about that on Friday? Sure. Um,
0: we had homework to do f- for this minute. Uh, on Monday, we talked about the the flight recorder voice. Um, yes. And I went back. Well, we went back. We did our homework together this yep. time. Cheated a little bit. I think I'm. I think I'm right. As far as the voices being the same in the Kobayashi Maru scene mm. and the flight recorder voice they're not exactly the same but they're pretty darn close what do you think
1: so I think it possibly could be the same person however I think that it is they just sound even a little bit different they do sound different and I just still think it's more the audio is more polished and sounds better in the Wrath of Khan, and I could be totally, you know, whatever, uh, because I like that movie better, and I'm um, <laughs> totally—that's how I'm thinking. But I do just feel like it sounds crisper; it sounds more fleshed out than just in. We're hearing it in uh, Search for Spock but I will—I my... will agree that I think it's the same. I think it's the same voice actor. Yeah, I.
0: Um, I pretty sure it is it's and uh and you know i didn't think about that because we didn't really talk about it as part of the homework but th- this one here in search Box sounds muddier a little deeper maybe yeah. it is because we're watching the vhs copy of it whereas in wrath of con we were listening to it quote-unquote live
1: right mm, maybe yeah so how about that i'll concede i got answers for everything here
0: <laughs> uh well, I think with that, man, I you know I, I do want to talk about the pain stuff a little bit more, but I think we should save that for Friday. Right. Um, so that's uh, that's all the notes I had for this one. We're, we're pivoting, right? This is a pivotal moment. I think so. Yeah. Start to get, start to see uh, uh, see what Kirk's going to do about all this with all
1: this new information. Right. Holmes and Watson will be back. Which ones? Um, which ones, Holmes? Well, I think Sarek is Holmes. <laughs> you t- I mean come on
0: I thought you were going to say Kirk was Holmes no Kirk I was ready I was ready to debate the other way (laughs) (laughs) all right well why don't we wrap it up here um I am going to ask folks, while you're waiting for us to come back on Friday, if you could go out to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and uh, drop us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, even though we didn't really talk about Search for Spock today, um, still would love to, <laughs> to get your feedback. i uh, mm-hmm. love to get a rating. Uh, we'd love to get the, the Star Trek Minute uh, uh, further up in the rankings of all the other Star Trek podcasts that are out there. Um, and we need your help doing it and if you could do that thank please and thank you and we're going to be back again on friday talking about minute 30 of the search for spock here at the star trek minute bye now bye